Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Let's Guide podcast, the ultimate podcast for Google local guides. Not everything you see on Google Maps belongs there. Quite a few entries are in fact spam, often added on purpose for malicious or at least deceptive reasons. In this episode, I will discuss that topic with Jason Brown, an absolute specialist in fighting such spam entries. Jason is a platinum Google My Business product expert. He's also a local SEO specialist and, the main reason why we have him here, a dedicated Google My Business spam fighter. On Twitter, he even calls himself the unofficial sheriff of Google. As usual, before starting the episode, I want to point out that I'm not an official representative of Google or the Local Guides team. I'm just a local guide like most of you. Everything you hear in this episode and in all other episodes of the podcast are just my personal interpretation. The recording date of this episode number 33 is the middle of April 2021 and is therefore describing the situation as it is today. Should you be li uh, listening at a later date, then things might obviously have changed. That being said, let's dive into it and hear what Jason had to reveal to us. Let's get started! So welcome, Jason Brown. Welcome to the Let's Guide podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Jan. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. Well, it's uh, really an honor. Uh, for people in the audience that might not know who Jason Brown is, please give a short introduction of yourself. Sure. So uh, my name is Jason Brown. I'm a Google My Business product expert. So it basically means I help out on the Google forum, trying to help business owners when they're facing issues with Google My Business and can't figure out how to get past support. And then I'm a full-time uh, internet marketer, spam fighter, so I help clean up Google from fake listings and fake reviews. Yeah, that's a really big effort and worthwhile if you ask uh, me. Uh, so the topic of today is indeed uh, spam on maps and spam fighting and spam fighting techniques. We'll cover that uh, later on. But first, uh, to, to kind of, yeah, make make sure that everybody knows what we're uh, talking about which kinds of spam which types of spamming do you come across on maps uh yeah so the most common one we come across is the legions and so those are the mm -hmm. businesses that you're not going to go to but you're going to call them and they're going to come and service you at their at your location so whether it be a plumber a locksmith hvac um, we also see a lot of spam when it comes to rehab or uh, insurance quotes. So anything with like kind of a high ticket value item where you don't, you're not going to go to that location is going to be a type of businesses you're going to see that are going to become uh, fake or fraudulent online. And there's also a whole slew of people that are trying to outrank or outgame the system. So they'll put mm -hmm. a bunch of keywords in their business name, you know, to have that ranking advantage. Yeah. So keywords means they put uh, uh, words that could be very important as a search term in hoping to get, uh, to get found or to rank higher in the search results for Google and Google Maps, uh, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be there. It'll be their city and their services. So if they're a plumber, mm -hmm. they'll say uh, plumber, Dallas, drain cleaning, 
uh, hydro jetting, you know, all that stuff will be in their business name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just uh, to draw extra or in an attempt to draw extra uh, attention, of uh, of course. You also mentioned uh, lead generation. So uh, those are companies or, or probably lead generation uh, agencies that are specifically adding locations to maps for the purpose not of serving people, but uh, serve themselves more or less. Correct. Yeah. So you'll see a you'll see a listing, and it'll be you know Plumber Dallas, Plumber Houston, Plumber McKinney. You know a bunch of a bunch of cities. But when you call that number, you'll go into a call center. Mm -hmm. They'll ask you for your your name, your address, your telephone number, and then they will turn around and dispatch that call to a plumber in the area. And then that plumber is actually paying you know maybe a okay. hundred dollars for that phone mm -hmm. call. And then they're going to come. So you have, and now you have no idea which plumber is actually coming out to your house. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're they are collecting data and then selling it to real businesses, uh, but just collecting a fee uh, to do so in between. Correct. And while they may be real businesses, they may be run by the night businesses. They may mm -hmm. not even be licensed. You have there. There's no way to know who's buying the leads half the time. Yeah. And I think often you could see uh, hints of that also with the uh, reviews you find on those uh, listings. Correct. Yeah. The one thing they like to do to make their listings look more, you know, appeasing or appealing is to buy a bunch of fake reviews. They know if they get a couple of reviews and they get a, and it's got a five star rating, people are going to be more inclined to call them than a business that doesn't have reviews. And also, you know, they put the keywords again in the, in the geo modifier in the, in the review as, as well. And that helps them to rank a little bit better than, you know, regular businesses out there. Mm -hmm. And what, what I sometimes see on those types of businesses is really also uh, local guides profiles that then if you check them out, they have a number of reviews, but then they are reviewing like dentists all over the country, which does not real make real sense for a real person, I think. No, it doesn't. And and, the, and it, as soon as you leave one review, Google automatically asks you if you want to become a local guide. So the local mm -hmm. guide system doesn't really mean anything because, you know, you leave a review, want to become a local guide? Sure. You know, I'll become a local guide and now I'm a local guide, but it doesn't really mean that I'm really truly a local yeah. guide per se. There's, yeah, the, the number is way over 100 million is, is the, the statement that Google always makes, but the real active local guides are way less i uh, <laughs> agree with you there uh, 100% um so why do those spammers spam on maps uh because that's how they make a living so they they don't want to do you know anything where they've really got to you know do a whole lot of work it's just it's much easier for them to just you know do churn and burn listings and try to game the system make a quick buck and and then move on to their to their next scheme so um you know when it but you know when you listen to these people you know and you they you, you ask them a question on how to fix rankings or how to troubleshoot an issue they're completely clueless with how mm -hmm. to actually triage you know ranking issues because they don't have their listings or their websites up longer than three months so it's more like a quantity game than a quality game for them. They just put up new listings all the time and uh, th through the sheer number of uh, listings that they then manage, they do manage to get some business uh, through those. Unless, unless, unless I you know, find out their listings and then start you know, reporting them and taking them down. 
<laughs> unless you come across, uh, across them. And report them. What do you mean with report them? What do you do when you come across uh, listings like those? Yeah, so uh, I do a three-prong approach. The first thing I do is I do a suggest and edit to try and get as many of those removed as being fake, uh, spam, fake, or fraudulent. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I'll do is I'll grab an Excel spreadsheet of all those listings, and then I'll upload them into the business redressal form and wait for Google to come in and, 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 and take them out. And if Google doesn't take them out after like a couple of weeks, then I'll go and I'll do another pass and, and, hit, and hit them again. Or I'll just send them directly to Google and say, here, here's, here's my case IDs for these redressal forms. Um, please take a look at this one and then we'll get the, the Google mm -hmm. team to come in and wipe them all out, which is fun. Yeah. But you're, of course, uh, professionally involved in this. So uh, if I hear all the steps you're taking, this is uh, uh, some serious time you're investing uh, there. Yes. Uh, you know, like there was a project I worked on one weekend where uh, myself and Ben Fisher, we reported mm -hmm. 3,400 fake listings. 3,400? In a weekend, yeah, 30, okay. Yeah, so 3,400 in a weekend. Um, you know, I just, I did it in, you know, three-hour chunks. So I would do a batch for three hours, and then I'd walk away and take a break and then come back and hit another batch. But by the time I went from Friday afternoon until Saturday morning, and we got them all, uh, we got them all identified. Mm -hmm. um, with a bunch of suggested edits mo removed a bunch, and the ones that we couldn't, we ended up doing through the redressal form, and then Google took out the remaining batch. So that's uh, quite some map cleaning. Quite impressive, I have uh, I have to say. And a lot thank, of, yeah, thank you. A lot of ded dedication and over the weekend. So that's even more uh, <laughs> more nice uh, to hear, of course. Um, yeah. What's what's your overall impression of um, how Google themselves are acting upon this? Because one of the things you often read in posts, for example, on Connect is, hey guys, the, the Google team, they have all these AI ca uh, capabilities. They should be able to identify and remove this uh, uh, by themselves. Yeah, uh, Google just can't figure it out. So they're, they're, So every time they figure out one tactic that the spammers are doing, and they shut that down, then they go and they come up with like another another tactic of what they're going to do to, you know, game the system. And so um, Google just can't really come up with ways to do it. And so when they try and, and combat the, the, the spam on maps, they end up making it m more difficult for legitimate businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, a couple of months ago, we started seeing when businesses would go in and update their telephone number, their hours, uh, or make any little edit to GMB, uh, it would automatically get suspended because they know that these spammers, what they will do is they'll verify a listing, say it's an auto body shop, right? They'll use mm -hmm. that category and then they'll go in and they'll do a bunch of uh, series of edits to turn it into their lead gen listing that they want it to become, you know, so to become like their private, you know, personal injury attorney, but they get, they were getting them verified fraudulently with categories that would fly under the radar. And so we saw like, you know, whale watching or hot air balloon uh, categories being used. And it was just like, you know, when it's Paul Smith's, you know, injury accident attorney Galveston, but it's, you know, whale watching tours is the category, you know, it's a pretty right. big indication that that's a fake listing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the, the techniques vary over time and that makes it uh, uh, more difficult, uh, uh, of course. Um, uh, when I was uh, researching in, in preparation for the interview, I noticed that you've also been in the press a couple of times with your uh, efforts. 
Um, so I, I uh, wanted to ask you, do you also have the impression that um, Google tends to react quicker and more swiftly and more uh, uh, yeah, aggressively is not the word, but, but uh, with, with more intent if there's mass media coverage? Oh, yes, uh, that is that is the biggest motivating factor. So when the Wall Street, the, the week that the Wall Street Journal article came out, Google came in and did a big crackdown that Sunday night and they mm -hmm. suspended a bunch of lawyer listings. Yeah. And then can, can you, can you, later, can you uh, explain a bit what the uh, Washington Post article was about? Sure. The Wall, yes, the Wall Street Journal article uh, talked about all of the fake fraudulent map uh, legion listings that mm -hmm. were uh, taking over all of America. So California, uh, Texas, Florida, New York, New Jersey, Chicago. So we were just seeing, you know, thousands upon thousands of fake listings that were that were being reported to the forum. And it was going on for several months. And so Wall Street Journal article came out. Um, they looked into the fake listings. They interviewed one of the companies that was behind the, the, the fake listing creations. And they did this big, huge expose. But Google ended up suspending, you know, um, I think almost a hundred thousand listings like overnight, like they just mm -hmm. came in and just this crackdown. So, you know, so we as product experts, we get to talk directly to the team at Google, but when the team at Google is not responsive for kind of, you know, not giving us the attention we need. Yeah. we found that going to the press. I've at least found going to the press and media, you know, we're able to get stuff taken care of. So, there was a business I was working with that got uh, a whole bunch of negative, fake negative reviews. Mm -hmm. The Google team wouldn't take care of it. We got the media involved. And as soon as the story ran, all those reviews were removed overnight. So it is, it is definitely a big motivating factor to get, to get public attention mm -hmm. uh, involved. And there's another case that I'm working on currently where I'm trying to get a couple uh, reporters to take the story because, you know, I've been going back and forth with Google. They sit there and they say they don't see, you know, patterns of abuse. But, you know, this is, you know, it, it, this is one of those things that needs to be brought to public attention because now we're seeing negative review attacks that are being perpetrated by competitors against competitors. Mm -hmm. And so there are 16 businesses in, in the Portland area where one business owner is buying fake negative reviews and attacking all of his competitors. And they all know it's this one guy. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's probably one of the uh, most striking cases that you come across stuff like this. Or are there any other very weird examples of spamming that you came across? Um, yes, uh, I may have come across a fake Legion network connected to the Church of Scientology. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they might be motivated to, uh, uh, yeah use those kinds of techniques, uh, of course, with, the, with their clientele or a product. Yeah, there's things that I have been able to come out and have my name publicly attached to. Uh, there's other things that I've done in the shadows where I haven't had my name publicly attached to just out of uh, mm -hmm. safety concerns. But yeah, I mean that, you know, when you, you know, when you start seeing, you know, big organizations, you know, paying in marketing companies, help them create fake listings, so that they can, you know, try to get people, you know, indoctrinated into their cult-esque religion, mm. you know, then, you know, those are some of the, you know, some of the, the underbelly darker sides of things that you, you see when it comes to map spam. So it's not just, you know, legion, it's like mm -hmm. actually trying to, you know, do harm and, and take advantage of people.
Yeah, uh, the motivations why to do it can be very, uh, very different uh, indeed. So um, one one of the things uh, I'm doing uh, a lot on on uh, Connect, the official uh, forum for local guides, is the uh, local guides clean the map uh, project, and a lot of local guides are helping out there and very enthusiastic and 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 uh, willing. We have uh, uh, some articles there that are. Um, suggesting techniques uh, on how you you can find and what you can do but i'm really curious uh, jason to hear from you what are some uh, spam detection and spam fighting techniques that local guides could also use yeah so i think the the best things to do is to uh install the the gs location uh changer that way you can actually spoof your address so that you, you so that your ip address so you can actually be in that market um, start looking for a lot of commonalities when you're looking at listings. So when you start seeing, you know, a bunch of listings that are all showing similar similar naming patterns, mm -hmm. uh, they're using the same they're using the same photos. They have the same profile photo, uh, the same websites, uh, telephone numbers are kind of running in, in unison. Those are going to be your 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 big clues that you are you know onto a, a big you know a larger network at play. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, most people aren't going to name themselves, you know, personal injury attorney, Galveston, uh, you know, free quotes and start seeing that on, you know, different listings with different cities. So when you start coming across, you know, warning signs like that, or you start seeing a lot of the free Google My Business, you know, the business.site websites that once you mm -hmm. create a Google My Business listing, you can create that free list, that free website. Mm -hmm. So when you start seeing, so you just always look for patterns. And that's what I look for. Um, occasionally I'll look at the, the review profiles, but pretty much it's a lot easier just to take down a fake listing than to try to go after fake reviews. Cause mm -hmm. for some reason, Google really doesn't see fake reviews as a big issue as they okay. should. Yeah. And taking down the entire profile automatically also removes the reviews. Uh, of course that's, uh, playing on a higher, uh, higher level, but I, I, it does ring a bell when you say, uh, uh, things about photos and so on, because one of the uh, th uh, locksmith uh, chains, so to speak, that I came across, they all had uh, one same picture of a stethoscope. No idea what brought them to posting a picture of a stethoscope for locksmiths, fake locksmith uh, uh, listings, but well, they, uh, they did uh, this. So, um, in, in your view, uh, local guides can definitely also help just by making this uh, suggest edit is, uh, and then remove the place. That's also your first step. Uh, if you come across uh, such a listing. Sure. Yeah. So you do, you do the suggested edit and then you go and you report it through the business redressal form to do that one, two, that one, two punch. But yeah, I mean, the more and more that people are, you know, going, looking finding the stuff, reporting it, uh, the better it's going to be for everybody. Um, you know, if there's any local guys that are listening, uh, India is like a hotbed of fake fraudulent <laughs> listings. And mm -hmm. I, I, I try, I tried to, I tried to do it and there was just no way I could even do it the justice that it needs because, you know, every, every, uh, moving company was blank packers and movers. And it was so hard to mm -hmm. figure out, you know, which ones are the legitimate and which ones are the fakes. And we always get people, you know, coming to the Google My Business Community Forum looking for help because their listing got suspended, but it's always blank packers and movers. And so we're mm -hmm. just like at the point where like we can't tell what's legit and what's not. So we can't even, you know, really help our way in. 
Yes, and in, in, in an international context, you have the language barrier, which makes it really difficult to, to judge it correctly. You need then local uh, local guides, native speakers to, uh, to look into, into those. So I'm pretty sure listening to this interview will inspire some of those to dig into it, because also in India, I know there's a, uh, definitely people listening and also motivated to help out with, uh, with this. Jason, I want to thank you once again very much for your time and making it free on such a short uh, notice was nice talking to you and yeah let's join our efforts and keep fighting those spammers exactly if we all do if we all do our part to take out a few each day pretty soon we're going to make the maps a better place absolutely thank you very much bye 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 now what did i tell you an amazing guy and the genuine spam fighter hero that Jason Brown writes. Make sure to check out the show notes if you want to find out more about him and his websites, which is reviewfraud.org. So reviewfraud.org. Or perhaps reach out to Jason yourself on Twitter. You can find him there uh, with his handle Kaiser Holiday. That's K-E-Y-S-E-R Holiday. Kaiser, that, that sounds very Dutch. I planned to ask him about that, but forgot all about it. So perhaps some other time. And before wrapping up this episode, let's check, of course, if there's any news. It's time for some news. The first news item you might already have seen yourself because it has to do with Check the Facts. This module has moved and changed. It used to be a big prominent tile on the uh, Contribute page, but now you have to go to the Contribute tab, then click through on the uh, Contribute Now button and open the page there where you find uh, at the very top uh, a bar that you can scroll or you can swipe rather uh, to the right and if you swipe it completely to the right then you will find the new format of uh, check the facts a much smaller button uncover missing info by the way which used to be another big tile has gone completely so that has not moved or changed in any way it's just gone the change that was made to check the facts is that it now only shows points of interest which are really near you, near the place where you are. It's not possible anymore to just scroll around on the map and check the facts anywhere you want as we used to know it. Some local guides are sad or even mad about this, uh, but personally I think it's better like this as the modules that we used to know were not always making sure that the data on the map got better. Let me explain what I mean. Check the facts as we knew it only showed the suggested change, not the current version of the data point. So suppose that a point of interest had as category Asian restaurant and some local guide for whatever reason suggested as new category the more general restaurant, then within Check the Facts you would only be shown that someone suggested restaurant, which you would then most likely mark as correct if you didn't look up actively the current data Asian restaurant for that point of interest. Well, I suspect, I suspect most local guides didn't do anyway. 
Doing so, so saying that restaurant is okay, would then lead to a less specific category for that point of interest. And that, in my view, is a step back, not a step forward when it comes to data quality. Another news item is uh, once again uh, related to one of my all-time favorite topics, uh, categories. Another 25 new categories have been added to Google Maps for local guides to uh, use on points of interest. Almost all of them uh, are for specialists from the healthcare domain, like for example geriatrician or pediatric dermatologist and transplant surgeon. And all of them, that's also good to know, are already available in the other languages. They're all translated. That's something, by the way, we notice in general for all new categories that they're systematically translated into all other languages, which did not used to be the case for uh, categories from the past. I'll uh, make sure to include a link to the post I wrote about this on Connect in the show notes, of course. The biggest news this time, no doubt, are some important changes in Google Maps when it comes to navigation. This was reported upon in several places already, and I'll link to an article on The Verge if you want to find out more details. The changes include a new tool to help you with indoor navigation and also suggestions, and that's something I like very much myself, about eco-friendly driving routes. It might take a while, and actually it will take a while before you see those new features yourself, probably, because not all of them are rolled out at once, and certainly not everywhere at the same time. And finally, I'd like to mention a post I wrote myself on Local Guides Connect, the official forum for Local Guides, a post describing a method to get rid of that nasty zero in your Local Guides profile for the type of contributions roads added. For a lot of people, this is the most difficult zero to get rid of. I'm not going into the details here, I'll of course uh, make sure to link to the post in the uh, show notes, but I can already confirm you that fellow local guides, uh, local guide Stephen Lemons from Belgium, a level 9, has told me already that the method has worked for him. So although he had reached level 9, he still was at zero for roads added. Go check out the posts and perhaps you will also be able to use it for yourself. And that's all I have for this time. Do uh, please reach out to me in case you have any questions, comments or remarks. You can send an email to letsguidepodcast at gmail.com Reach out to me on Twitter under Local Guides Guru or find me on Connects where I'm under my real name, Jan van Haver. As usual, the show notes can be found on the podcast website, which is, of course, letsguidepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening once again to episode number 33 and I hope to find you back in the audience for the next one. Game over.